Hello and welcome back to the Last Journey Podcast. Today we're going to talk about all of the things that I like to delegate as a seven-figure salon owner. First of all, you hear everybody say you need to delegate, but what does that actually mean? So delegating comes when you have all of these different tasks on your plate and you are giving the reins to somebody else. So it could be something as simple as, you know, please sweep in, you know, Swiffer the floors. It could be something like delegating a service. Basically, the reason that you need to delegate is because at a certain point in time as a business owner, you are going to have all of these things that you are required to do or that you need to do in order to the for the business to actually progress forward. And you are simply not going to be able to do all of the things. So by delegating some of these tasks out and determining what is important for you as the business owner to do versus maybe hiring somebody else to take on some of these tasks, um, it is going to be such a relief to you in the end. And I honestly do not think that I could be where I am today if I didn't learn how to delegate. Let me go back and let you know that I did not always know how to do this. I am very type A. I feel like there is always a, a right way to do things. And I think it was really hard for me in the beginning to learn how to give some of that up and um, and trust somebody else to do it. And um, once I actually learned how nice it was, once you do start delegating and getting a little bit of your time freedom back, I think I became a bit addicted to it. And um, I've heard some, like, I think there's even a book on it. Like most CEOs are, um, are actually lazy. Some of the most successful people that you meet are lazy in the sense that they don't want to do any of the work themselves. They just find a way to put people in place to do the work for them so that their time can be freed up to do more of those tasks that are the, you know, the idea generating, like the money maker um, things that are going to grow the business in other ways. So that is, um, that is in a nutshell why it is important to delegate. And now I'm going to talk to you about how I did it. So what are the some of the first things that I delegated in my business. So back when it was just me, I was, you know, I was a solo esthetician for a year on my own, mainly doing lashes, but still doing some skincare services too. And I realized that I was becoming extremely overwhelmed when it came to booking, um, maybe like getting back to people about moving appointments. I was pretty good with booking people before they left, but I think just those basic admin um, tasks that needed to be done, like answering emails, doing all of those not so fun things, updating my website, yada, yada, yada. I think that that is when I realized like, okay, I am starting to put these things off and not getting them done. And I need to hire somebody to take this admin workload off of my shoulders. I ended up hiring somebody and it was such a huge help. Um, and I think that was the first time that I got addicted to realizing like, oh, what else can I get off my plate that I don't like to do? So my next hire was somebody that could help um, me take over the overspill of appointments. And I specifically picked somebody that really was passionate in the things that I ne wasn't necessarily passionate in. So even though I started teaching her how to do lashes, I knew that she was really passionate about skin and I didn't want to really do facials anymore in my business. I didn't want to do waxing. So I ended up hiring an esthetician that could take on those tasks for me so that I could focus on what I loved to do, which was running and growing the business and servicing my clients for lashes. 
So next, after I started growing even more and I started hiring some employees, the next thing that I realized what what was what my hour as a business owner was worth. So if I were to actually put, um, you know, money on how much an hour of mine was worth, let's just say, you know, the best example I can give you is once I started getting into PMU services and I felt like, okay, I can make, you know, $700 in this two hour appointment, or I could be caught doing a fill, like a 60 minute fill. And at the time we were probably only charging around $60 for that. So that was a really quick way for me to see, okay, well, my time as the owner is going to be better spent doing PMU services. Then it started to get to the point where I had, you know, more and more employees that I was hiring that was, that were doing those lash appointments that I was able to take a step back even further and say, okay, now my time is better off hiring new employees, teaching them how to do lashes and stepping away from lashes altogether. Because again, if I wanted to spend two hours doing a lash set for let's say $250 versus doing a you know, $700 PMU appointment, that definitely made more sense to me at the time too. And starting to, you know, cut back my hours as the business owner to work on the business and just have a little extra free time myself. I knew that that's where my heart was at at the time. And I had enough employees to sustain that. So that was the first steps in figuring out how to kind of like remove myself from doing lashes and focusing on other things. And that's still what I teach people this day. That's the the first step into getting um, yourself to take a step away from being behind the chair is to very slowly but surely make sure that you have somebody to hand your clients to, stop taking new appointments yourself, and then slowly start scaling back your schedule to open your schedule up to be able to have the time to hire new people to take on those services for you. Okay, so then I'll get into, you know, now that I've completely stepped away, I have certain things that I like to delegate, but it wasn't like, a, you know, it wasn't like it just happened overnight. You know, it took me a good six years, I would say like five to six years before I started really taking a big step back. And when that happened, I knew 100% I had to have a right-hand person. I had to have that person that was going to be able to help me kind of know what I needed in business before I even needed it, if that makes sense. Because sometimes as business owners, we tend to be um, a little bit more reactive than proactive. You know, our mind is on all of the other things that we're doing. And, you know, you might think last minute, like, shoot, I forgot to do X, Y, or Z. You need to have somebody that can kind of foresee that you are going to need to do X, Y, and Z and either remind you or help take that load off your shoulders and be capable of doing those tasks themselves. So I, back when I was probably two years into my business is when I hired um, my, who is now like my director of operations. But at first I hired her, her name is Courtney, as a um, as just a manager. I hired her as a, a front desk manager. And as I started delegating more of those tasks over to her and saw how capable she was of completing those, I started feeling like I could give a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more into the point where she really was 
embodying that, like a business manager, like that title and whatever you tend to call them. But like, this is somebody that I know could, you know, not only manage my clients, but she had a really good rapport with the employees. And I was able to count on her for making sure that, you know, payments were automated. I was able to start delegating things like inventory to her. And over time, she's become such an integral part of my business that, you know, now she's focusing more heavily on things like operational tasks. So she has now become, you know, a director of operations for me where, you know, I know sometimes people get a little bit confused about my business structure, but it actually makes a lot of sense and is really smart if you want to, um, you know, set your business up for being able to take a full step away to let the salons run themselves. And that is that I have... You know, I have um, me up here. So I'm the CEO, still acting CEO, still making all of the decisions in the company, even though I'm not really in the salons very often. And I have my director of operations, Courtney, who again, started as that business manager and worked her way up by showing me that she was able to, you know, to get to that point. But now she knows the salons like the back of her hand. She knows them inside and out. It would take so long to teach somebody all of the things that she knows operationally in the business. So she has now become this person who I can now, you know, count on for being an integral part in making sure that the operations get carried out in the business. She has, you know, taken a full step back into an office position as opposed to being at the front desk and, you know, receiving client calls and doing all of those things like, yeah, she can step in when she needs to. But for the most part, she has enough tasks running this huge, you know, multi salon business that she's in an office now. And she is the one responsible for making sure that inventory gets completed, that the retail ordering, um, reporting to me, um, making sure that she's recording the girl's numbers each week and being able to report to me like, hey, we're down $2,000. What do you want to do to help make that up? Like she's the one who brings a report to me every single week. We meet on Mondays and she will give me a whole rundown of what's happened in the past week, what we need to focus on, whether or not things are, you know, whether we're down, whether we're up, whether we're doing well, if there's anything going on with the employees, like I hear it from her first. The two people that end up reporting to her because, you know, over time, like her plate got so full that we started having to delegate off some tasks to her is that I have two people who are running the front desk at at um, my Wilmington studio and one at my Middletown studio. So in my Wilmington studio, she's been with us a little bit longer. So I'd say she's more like Courtney's right-hand person. She's a, her title is, she's technically the studio manager. Now she has the employees reporting to her. She is the person who's making sure that inventory gets counted in her studio and that all of those reports then go to Courtney who reports them to me. Um, They, the, both of those girls have, um, you know, the relationship, the direct relationship with the employees that they can command that respect that, um, you know, but at the same time that they have full loyalty and dedication to the studio to make sure that their studios are running efficiently. And that if there are any problems, they're voicing them so that we as like upper management know what's going on. So I love the way this has been working out. And, um, you know, I think that all of that just comes from, making sure that you are comfortable enough giving up that one little piece of like delegation at a time. So giving up that one task at a time, seeing how good that feels and building on that over time. If you asked me 
you know, back then, back in 2015, when I first opened like my first actual salon and hired employees, if I would be where I'm at now, absolutely not. I never would have imagined that I would have this like really cool admin team that could handle different things. Um, and I think that it does become addictive knowing that it can be done and, and it allows me to have all the time in the world to do things like this, record my podcast, um, mentor other business owners. It allows me to focus on things that, you know, are going to enhance client experience at the studios and make us more money. Like I can um, really focus all my time and energy into that instead of being with clients one on one instead of ordering the inventory myself and doing all of those things. Um, the only thing I would advise you on is especially when you're just starting to get into this is to um, make sure that you have checks and balances that you are, um, you know, checking in every once in a while and not just like dumping everything off your plate and never visiting it again, because that's going to turn into a disaster. But okay, so some other things that you can start to delegate, maybe on a smaller level, don't want to overwhelm you with my whole structure, but I know a lot of people are interested, so I wanted to touch on it. Um, but social media. So if you can find somebody on your team that has a, you know, a real knack for social media, that's what ended up happening to me. I do keep my social media for the salon in-house. Um, coincidentally, the girl who ended up getting hired as the studio manager for my larger location, she actually loves social media and she's really, really good at it. So, um, you know, and, and that wasn't always the case. Like I just saw something in her where I knew she really loved putting reels together. She was just a natural when it came to it and helping the girls and her her position progressed too. You know, at first it was like, hey, can you help me with these few tasks? Because I was the one who was running social media at the time. I was able to coach her. She was she was like a sponge because she was so interested in it. I could coach her on like what I was looking for um, or give her constructive criticism. And she takes that really well too. So we were able to really grow to where now she knows our brand voice. She knows you know, what kind of photos and video quality I'm looking for and what works for our studio and what doesn't. And um, I think that being able to outsource that was a huge help. I know that it's really hard to find somebody, but if you could just look, you know, make sure that you um, define exactly what it is you need help with, whether it's somebody to help write your captions, whether it is just somebody to help you, you know, source real ideas or whatever, find somebody either in-house or virtually that can help you do that. And I, I promise you, it ends up just being a huge weight off your shoulders to get that person. Um, okay. So one of the final things that really, really helped me to outsource and something that you can consider doing right away. This is, um, one of the coolest things that I show my mentees how to do is to find that like that epitome of a perfect employee. If you do already have a team, find somebody who is able to really embody what it is that you stand for, like your vision for the company and find somebody who can duplicate themselves through training. So I have trainings I have um, in both of my locations. I have the prestige honor, if you will, of being a uh, the lead lash artist. So we have those lead lash artists in the studio are those who really love to help train others in-house. And um, that also exemplify what I would love for those people learning from them, like to be like when it comes to being a good employee. So I specifically pick people that are going to instill their own um, great qualities into these new people that these new people are now looking up to the lead lash artist, not only as like their trainer, but as somebody that they can, you know, look up to and 
you know, repeat the same great things that they are doing. So we have those lead lash artists. We have um, our in-house waxing trainers, so lead wax trainers. And then we also have a spa management position. And a spa manager is somebody to me who, you know, knows all of the ins and outs about how products are supposed to be used, any aesthetics question that need to be asked by an employee instead of coming to me, they're now going to the spa manager because the person that I chose, um, you know, is a great leader when it comes to that. They, they know their ins and outs of everything. They've been an esthetician for such a long time that the employees know when they go to that person, they can trust that the answer is right. If there's any kind of problem when it comes to aesthetics training or somebody's like onboarding experience, the spa manager then reports to me. Um, so that is how I kind of outsource that as well. And it's been hugely successful um, with these lead lash trainers. I just wanted to point out or, or wax trainers, anybody who is training another employee in-house in my studio, um, they are compensated based off of the, like their general, like hourly rate. So if I every single month I'm calculating the revenue per hour and I'm looking at their, you know, the commission percentage that they make, I know around what they're going to be making per hour. And that's what I pay them for to spend an hour with one of the in-house people. For me, that might look like, okay, I'm paying this person $45 an hour. Um, but I'm, able to spend my time doing something else. And it also is really rewarding to the lead lash artist because let's just say they're booking these this time um, in one of their gaps or something. Let's just say two employees have a, have a gap and they decide to fill it with that last minute training. The new employee or the newer employee is learning you know, something that is valuable to them. And then the lead lash stylist or wax trainer, they're getting paid for something they wouldn't have gotten paid for because they would have had that gap anyway. So I think it really motivates them to help others and to fill that time. And I'm always one for like the more education, the better. So um, it's still saving me money over time than having to send these new employees out to a training or having to take time out of my day to, to go and do that training for them myself. Okay, so how to find the perfect person to delegate? Um, some of your tasks too. So if you are like, okay, I get what you're saying, but like, how do I even go about doing that? Like, it seems so overwhelming. What I want you to do is start off at a really, really small level. First, define exactly what it is that you need to delegate in your business, whether that is, you know, somebody to help you with services or somebody to help you with admin work. If you personally like doing all of the ad work, admin work in your business, you still need the time to be able to do that. So maybe you end up hiring another esthetician or service provider that can help start taking your spillover clients. You know, at that point in time, you're going to stop taking new clients in either all services or just specific services. And you're going to end up putting them on that new person when they are ready to take them. Now, the key to this is you need to physically take a step back. So don't just hire somebody else and continue to work the 40 hours that you're working or however many hours that you're working. You need to intentionally take a step back and cut your hours back so that you can then focus your time on the admin work. Okay. So if you are you know, like Tiff, I need to find that right hand person. What does that look like? Again, define exactly what it is that their job description might look like. Um, what are the exact tasks that they might be taking off of your plate? 
write down a list of what you really don't like to do in your business, what feels tedious to you. Um, For me, another thing that I outsourced immediately was my bookkeeping. I knew that I was not going to be the person that was going to be able to take care of that. Um, It's just not something that interests me. Anything that is really tedious, I just don't do well with. So I you know, I did that with my bookkeeper. When it comes to those tasks, anything that you you really don't want to have to do anymore, that's just that you're procrastinating in your business or that is giving you any type of stress, write that down on a list. And then when you're doing your job posting, you're going to be looking for somebody to carry out those tasks specifically. You're spelling them out and trying to attract the person that's going to be able to take care of those for you. Um, I even want you to think about what kind of qualities this person would have. Are they, you know, in my opinion, the best person to look for is somebody who is, you know, really good at project management, task management, looking at the bigger picture. Like I said earlier, making sure that they can kind of figure out what you need without you needing to tell them and having to spell out every single task for them to do. It's like, how does this one task that I'm giving you fit into the bigger picture of the whole of the business? You need somebody who can physically think that way. And the best way to figure that out is by asking, you know, intentional questions in the interview by giving them, you know, what if this happened? How would you handle it? Or, you know, what if I gave you this task? What are the first few things that you would do or ask yourself and have a much more meaningful conversation with this person in interview um, and even in their training period to figure out, is this the right person for the job? Give them a 90 day trial, make sure that you two, you know, work well together. I think one of the biggest things that I see happen that needs to change in the industry is people are looking for somebody just because they're there. They're like, okay, I need somebody to run the front desk. I have this part-time esthetician and they need hours too. So I'm just going to put them in this position. That's one of the biggest things that can hurt you in the end, because I don't want you filling these positions just with a warm body. I want you to fill a position in your company with somebody who is truly going to bring value um, to you, whether it's getting your time back, whether it's, you know, being able to move your business forward in different ways. Maybe they have a brilliant mind when it comes to marketing. Like you're not going to know if you're not putting yourself out there and hiring people because you're just filling them with people who shouldn't even be in that position. And then over time, that's going to end up being a problem because now you're stuck with these people that you, you know, you feel bad letting go when it's like in reality, what you need for the business is somebody who is going to take care of like all of these things for you so that you can be the true visionary and leader for your company. So that's my last lesson, making sure that you're hiring intentionally for the exact thing that you need. If you have any other questions about how to um, how to go about delegating, find me on Instagram, shoot me a message. I would love, love, love to help you out because I know this is a huge thing that a lot of business owners, especially in our industry, we just don't know how to do because we're used to doing everything ourselves. I've been there um, and I am so happy to try to help you figure that out. Until next time, bye.